Welcome to Group Quest, the new roundtable podcast from all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Join Medros as he gathers a strong group of voices from around the community to tackle the hottest topics of the month. And now, your host, Medros. And welcome back to another exciting and thrilling Group Quest podcast. Uh, I am your host, Medros, and with me I have a, a great group of, uh, of questers here. First off, we have Curse Platt. How are you doing there, Curse Platt? Curse, you're a sudden and inevitable site launch. Indeed. <laughs> and we have Gazimov. How you doing Hello there? there. I'm doing great. It's uh, early in the morning here in the UK, but it's a great time to podcast. Well, we're glad that you could join us all the way from the UK. We next have Stormy. How you doing there, Stormy? I'm doing okay today. Kind of in a weird mood, though. <laughs> That's normal for her, though. You're married to Chris Platt. Hey. How can you not be in a weird mood? Oh, there are some days. <laughs> I'm sure. And next we have Haster. Howdy, y'all. It's a wonderful. It was a wonderful day out there. I think it was up to 65, and I could actually go out in shorts today. <sighs> Bragging, bragging. And lastly, we have Starman, also known as Mike, from the World of Warcast podcast. How you doing there? How's it going, eh? <laughs> the, only, the only person here to make fun of my Canadianness. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for having me on. Glad, glad to finally get you on and uh, glad that you could make it for this, uh, for this fine January 1st episode of Group Quest. So we're going to be talking a bit about some of the most recent news. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had a show, and there is a, a fair bit of news to cover. So let's get into, get, into, get into that right now. First off, guys, we have a story out of WoW Insider. Uh, basically, Alex Afriospi on G4 TV uh, talking a little bit about stuff that's coming up, such as new boss on the horizon in Vashir. And something about animal gods. What do you guys think about the idea of more animal gods than all of the troll dungeons we've already had? We well, finally we... get Zul again. No, no. This is going to be Naga again. Vaj again. So, what do you what do you guys think is is gonna is it? Do you think that's maybe more referring to the new uh, dungeon that they're coming out with, the Abyssal Maw dungeon in four point one, or is that a world boss? Do you think or? Well, I think they already have the world boss covered for Bashir, the uh, great white whale that people go out just to kill so that they can get the achievement, even though there's absolutely no loot on it. And didn't they take away the achievement for killing it also? No, it's still no, there it's... under the okay. exploration achievements for Kata. And Starman, are you, are, you, are you looking forward to doing boat racing in Thousand Needles? <laughs> You know, I I was very bad at it in a Super Mario. What was it that Mario um, Super Mario Sunshine? Where they had the boat races. I'm not very good at that. No, um, I'll try it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm I'm an achievement whore, so if there's an achievement for it, then I'll do it. But uh, I was looking at that, and it looks pretty interesting. I I would have to agree. And what do you guys think about a content patch that sees high gel fully healed? Do you think that's going to be a, a additional phasing there? Or are, are, is it going to be fully healed for people who are just starting out in high gel at the time? I would think it would be for people that have finished it because, I've, it's, I, in my opinion, I think it's a damn good series of quests. 
And for something as important as Hygel, I like the fact that you're helping bring it back to the glory that it once was. So, yeah, I, I would hope that it's for people that have finished the uh, the quest. Actually, I was disappointed that when I finished with the entire series that it wasn't. I mean, there are some places that are, like, not burning as much, but uh, I was hoping to see it back to normal. But even though Nordrasil is already pretty overgrown over the entire first area that you're in, you think it could grow out even more? Well, I was thinking more along the lines of like all the all the charred areas can start growing vegetation again and such. Do you, do you think maybe the the flames by uh, the place where you face Rag there? Um, do you think that would kind of kind of cool off maybe in that phase? Not that area. That that seems to belong to Rags. But I'm thinking more along the lines of um, oh, I can't remember the name of the the spot, but. Uh, you face this little mini boss in there, and then the the, the flames go away, and it, and it phases out into something completely different. It would be nice if that area started growing trees and vegetation again. Uh, some of the more dismal areas could could start growing again. But who knows? I mean, it could be a patch release. And yeah. then maybe some of the ore nodes that are there that you can't get to because they're phased out might actually be available to you. <laughs> yeah, I've been having trouble you with mean that. mean actually have the ore spawn at the fully unlocked phase? That would be interesting, having all ore nodes available at that point. That'd be cool. Because, yeah, there are some definitely some ore nodes that are phased out completely, even though you can see them at some if you're high enough, but when you get down, no matter what phase you're in, you can't get them. And conversely, some of the phases in Ultum, looking for specific fish pools only to fly over it, and the pool disappears because you're not in the right phase. Mm. This was not the phase you're looking for. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Um, so what do you, what do you guys think is, is going to be, um, the timeline for 4.1 and 4.2? Do you think we're going to see that more, you know, later on, or do you think that's going to be kind of February, early March time timeline? I think March. Uh, I, I think it's going to be later. I mean, my guild still hasn't officially started raids, but there's still, I think, there were three raid instances at launch for about three bosses each. So that means effectively a Nax level raid. And what Nax was out for, I think, five months before they dropped Ulduar. And, and you think they're going to keep on their, about the same schedule for Cataclysm as they did for Wrath? I, I think they'll keep about the same schedule with the exception of they won't let the capstone raid instance rot there for an entire year. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and you can quote me on this. You can mark this day on your calendar. Well, it's already on your calendar because it's New Year's Day, but never mind about that. Just Okay, so on January 1st, Chris Blatt said it'll be out soon. <laughs> you forgot the trademark. <laughs> Bold prediction. <laughs> Bold prediction. Medros and I have this uh, this little game that we had going back and forth about the release date of uh, of Cataclysm, and didn't it wasn't it like right in between both our predictions or yeah, something? Yeah, both there. Yeah, it was uh, it was almost dead in between both of them, um, yeah. and and really it's ironic. I mean, everybody always tries to guess the the date. You know, I guessed originally. I guessed early July. Other people guessed next year. Like. 2012 they were guessing some people 
Um, and really, until we hear a number from Blizzard, guessing is useless. Because mm. Blizzard's the one who announces the dates. And uh, I'd like to say that I will never guess another Blizzard release date, but uh, <laughs> I'm an opinion Wait. person, therefore that's unlikely to ever happen. <laughs> Wait, I'll go on record. I'll say right now that the next expansion, Emerald Dream, will be on July 23rd, 2012. There. <laughs> Let's see how well that works. <laughs> but then we'll only have six months to play it before the end of the world. <laughs> oh, that's true. As long as it's not September 29th, 2012, I'm safe. <laughs> oh, wait, did I say 2000? That's right. It's 2011 now. That's all right. 2013. I meant to, I meant okay. to move it two years. Two years. All right. Yeah, I forgot. It's new year now. All right. So, so 2013, July. Got you locked in there, Starman. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope the world doesn't end then <laughs> yeah let's hope let's hope um and and if it does end we know who to blame it's definitely <laughs> right has anybody gotten killed by the fire yet yes <laughs> no failed miserably at getting killed by the fire but uh, it's really annoying zone got uh a debuff that said like you're quaking with fear or something there's something really big and powerful near you but then it faded out right away, and I couldn't find Deathwing. It was, uh, I was so annoyed. Uh, I, I yeah. was questing in Abyssal, in uh, Twilight Highlands, and you know the part right at the end of Twilight Highlands where you get uh, you go underground? Uh, mm -hmm. Deathwing chose that exact moment to flame the entire zone. So I was safely tucked underground, and it came back up, and <laughs> everything was on fire. It's like, damn it! <laughs> wow, yeah, that sucks. Couple, hey, guys, couple I found something in this cave, guys! guys <laughs> yeah that was pretty much it yeah i i'm, I'm happy though, though that they did change it so that you don't actually need to be in front of the like at the place where he flames you can just be go through the wake of his flames and you mm -hmm. still get credit for it because i know a few people who are like but i rode right behind him he was just going too fast yeah he he came in flamed ramaken the the main city in olduar a couple of weeks ago and Fortunately, people started emptying out of Stormwind and Agrimar just to get through the portal and die in the fire. <laughs> like, I think 40 people in my guild all went and got it right then and there. Wow. What an amazing burst of achievement spam. <laughs> yes, the autograts were going crazy. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, so... Just to, just to check here, how many people here are 85 at this point? Or have an 85 character? I am. Yep. I am. So, does anybody else think that heroics are too hard? Can I start saying something about this? You can, but please keep it PG-13. I will. No, I'll keep it PG-13. <laughs> All right, so I was, I was listening to your last show, and... And, and it sort of echoed exactly what I've been saying both on Twitter and I wrote something on uh, worldofwarcast.com about it, is that people are too used to flying through uh, the Wrath instances. The Wrath heroics are just too easy. And and for someone who's been around since Vanilla WoW, it was, it was a sort of refreshing change, but at the same time I just kept thinking all I do is AoE and it, as a mage because I play a mage. Um, so now that we're Good back choice. to actually playing the game uh, and, and, and having to play our class, I think that what's happening is that people like myself who, uh, who need to do crowd control and need to do single target and, and such 
we're the ones that are getting frustrated because the 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 people that are so used to wrath being so easy are are the ones that are just quitting. They're saying, "Oh, this sucks," you, and they just up and leave. So, um, I'm, I'm getting what I'm saying is I'm getting frustrated with people thinking that they're expecting heroics in Cataclysm to be as easy as heroics in um, in Wrath. Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, it's partly that, and I think it's also that people are forgetting that they're coming out of a uh, end of expansion where they were heavily overgeared, uh, dripping in epics, and they've gone mm -hmm. into uh, a situation where they're trying to get over that uh, magical eye level three four uh, three uh, four six hurdle or three three six hurdle, just to get into heroics. They're trying to do it any which way they can with using inappropriate gear and stuff like that, and they're expecting to be able to sleepwalk through the whole thing. And yeah. it's just not going to happen. And and people are then going and saying, ah, it's too hard. Well, it's supposed to be hard. It's brand spanking new. You're undergeared for it or incorrectly geared for it. You're not paying attention to tactics or advice or anything like that. Of course, you're going to struggle. Mm. Yeah, but, um, I'm actually, I'm thrilled. Now, I've been spending more time on a level 24 gnome warrior than I have in any of my 80s. But... I'm actually thrilled that I can go into a random and I can say, hey, could the mage please sheep square over there? And I don't have anyone yelling at me saying, no, just go. They actually get sheeped and all the pugs that I went through today because nobody broke the CC. I didn't have anyone just running in and attacking everything randomly. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. we... Um, uh we had that same problem also where, well, in, in a reverse way where people would say sheep moon and I would sheep the moon, but the, uh, the warrior would go in and do some sort of AOE right next to it, break the sheep and the whole thing would be completely screwed. And so, because similarly people may understand that things need to be crowd controlled, but they don't realize that their own abilities actually break the crowd control. So it, it does get frustrating. Yeah, I completely and, agree with you there. Uh, issues like Thunderclap spam or Consecrate spam, it's just an absolute minefield for uh, and headache for anyone who's trying to do delicate mm -hmm. CC like that. And uh, you yesterday, up... yesterday, Sorry, yesterday I was with a guild group, so we were already knowing pretty much what we needed to do. And we, we still spent three hours working on Heroic Grim Batol. Yeah, Grim Batol, wow. simply because we were not paying attention to several of the boss mechanics. We were slightly undergeared, and we didn't even finish the instance before people were called away to do raiding. And simply mm -hmm. because we were not paying attention, and we were attempting to just steamroll through it, rather than doing clever CC and manipulating the mechanics so that we don't have to deal with as many bad things. Yeah. I was yeah. doing heroic, um, what was it? Heroic Black Rock Caverns uh, two or three days ago, and there was a hunter. Um, it, what's the name of the dog? The um, beauty, I think, is the the name of the dog. Um, so, beauty's got those three little pugs in front. Those three little dogs in front, and what the hunter was doing, without saying a word to anybody, was was casting freeze on one of the dogs. My job was to sheep the other one, but because he didn't say anything he would just get up and do it and then so my reaction time in the game plus the time it takes to actually cast it although i, I started using um uh, uh god i'm blanking on the name of it presence of mind 
presence of mind. Thank you. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, I just started using presence of mind now with these bad groups. Um, my cast would, would take you know, how much time. And then, of course, with everything going on, that ship would break and we would all die. And I would, I would have to say to him, look, could you please announce to the group what you're going to do and when you're going to do it? Because some of us are eating. We're doing stat food. We just wiped. We're not ready. And this is what Blizzard was saying. Um, I think it was Ghostcrawl. Um, they were saying that people need to learn to work together. And uh, they're not doing that. I have been in groups two so far that I can remember. One was Heroic Throw, Throw in the Tides. And the other one was, um, um, it was, was it Grimbatal? I think it was Grimbatal, where we actually stayed and we worked together until we got that thing done. Oh, no, it was Heroic um, Hall of... Um, Halls of origination. And we stayed until we just finished the whole thing as a group. And that was very refreshing. Then other these like these people where the druid, I actually had a druid say, a druid healer say, sorry I didn't heal, I was watching TV. And we're like, Fuck. what? You were watching television? Um where's the vote to kick button? Yeah. <laughs> that that's almost as bad as your as your tank watching TV. Yeah. While they're tanking. Like I only yeah. did that once, and I had that little drinking bird set up to just keep going over and hitting Thunderclap over and over again. You should have been fine. <laughs> uh-huh. The, wor- the worst thing is that now that I've been doing heroics for a while, I'm getting a, a feel for which heroics are likely to be a, a fairly smooth ride and which ones are going to be an absolute headache. Shadowfang Keep being an example of an absolute headache and Vortex Pinnacle being relatively smooth ride and you get that kind of sinking feeling in your stomach as soon as the loading screen pops up now it's like oh god it's this one so <laughs> you know it just fills you with dread so have you have you uh, those of you who've hit 85 have you guys done any of the new uh newly heroic dungeons like uh, shadow fang and dead mines and are they as awesome as they could have been i did dead mines i've um, done two of five in dead mines Dead Minds is absolutely awesome, and it's uh, great fun all the way through. Uh, I really like how they've taken some of the old loot from classic Dead Minds and revamped it for level 85, so things like Cookie mm-hmm. Stirring Rod and the Emberstone Staff are all there and restarted for 85 Heroic. Um, I didn't see the staff. Oh, it's cool. Oh, it's fantastic. They, they've redone it. it it's, it's just you get all these kind of nostalgia things going off. Mm-hmm. It's Brilliant. I got I Cookie Stirring Rod at 85, though. I did get that. I finished um, Heroic uh, Deadmines, and it was epic. It's it's very If you have a good group that understands what they're doing, and you can fly through that thing, then it's great. Um, I haven't done Shadow Fang Keep yet because it just hasn't popped for me. And I know I could single select it, but um, I'd, I'd rather do the randoms. Yeah. I should Shad- be wrong, Heroic. but haven't... I'm sorry. You go first. Not good. I was just going to say, Heroic Shadowfang Keep is an absolute pain in the backside. The um, the first boss, uh, Godfrey, Lord Godfrey, is horrendous because it requires so much coordination and timing uh, on interrupts and so on that if you get it if you get it wrong, if you have a group that's just trying to zerg it, uh, mm-hmm. you stand no chance. Uh, the the third boss as well is a bit of a headache because of the uh, ads that spawn, and again, it requires a lot of group coordination communication. Uh, but apart from that, it's it's relatively straightforward. It, mm-hmm. If you're not going to get past the first boss in Shadowfang Keep, I wouldn't try continuing because the group just won't have the coordination to get through the rest of it. 
it's it's a shame because it, it if it was done properly i think it would be quite a good homage to classic shadowfang keeper because it's a revamp anyway it just it, it feels more annoying than um welcoming if that makes any sense okay and what dungeons do you, do you would you guys like to see them do next like what dungeons would you like to see them make a heroic next no Morgan. <laughs> Hands down, I want to see a heroic gnome Ragon. I will queue for it every day. I will get multiple characters to 85 so I can run through it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do you a trade. One of the queue. <laughs> I'll do you a trade there. Caverns of Time, Fall of Gnome Ragon. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be something I would go see. I am such a fan of gnome culture and gnome themed instances and all that wonderful stuff. I've got multiple engineers. And every time I'm leveling an alt that gets to the, the level and Stormy's just laughing like crazy right now, I can see her from here. Every time I get to the, the level span where you can queue up for Nomergon, it's like it, it's mini Oculus. I queue up and I'm in there and then the entire <laughs> party leaves and it's just me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm on my hunch. Let's see how far I can solo. <laughs> I uh, I know this is not going to be a very popular response, but there's something just a bit epic about Marauden. <laughs> no, it's no, no. Think about oh, it because please. like the, the the beginning part of it sucked. I I admit that, but when you when you break through that that orange or purple side, and you get to where you have like the the giants and the ramps and and the the big giant ceilings, that part of it. I really like. I mean, from from someone who was playing vanilla, um, I really like that part of it. Uh, do I want to see that? If if I want to see that redone as a as a level eighty five heroic, then I think that they really need to cut it down a little bit. I'll well, I haven't hot. been in since they revamped Mar- Marauding all that much. I know that they cut it effectively into uh, purple orange section, and then the the waterfalls and section as yeah. two separate sections. Now they announced okay. that at the dungeons panel, but I personally, I'd have to agree with you. I, as a, as someone who was just, who was recruited out of the wild to come to Marauden entrance so that I could summon some other people in as a warlock and then got pulled along for the ride. It was, really interesting and wonderful to see all the interesting locations and then having to go around this one little corner and not attack this because it'll kill us outright. Mm-hmm. And that was me leveling up, and I think it was a level 70 who was chairing the run. So it was still interesting to see. So do you guys think that they will do more, or do you think that they... Do you, do you think that it's the... the Bringing those old dungeons up to heroic eighty-five dungeons has been a success for Blizzard. It's minimal work, and people love it. People love being nostalgic for instances like, "Oh, I remember when this was hard, and now we can actually <laughs> get gear that's good out of this." Yeah, but so, the problem is they have to go retune the gear and then add some interesting heroic mechanic to make the fight more challenging. Other than okay, you just stand here and let the boss whack on you. Yeah, but if you look at the mechanics, a lot of them, like, let, let's take, um, now I haven't done the heroic Shadowfang Keep, but the regular Shadowfang Keep now, 
I believe it's the first boss does asphyxiate, so you all go down to one hit point, right? Yep. Okay, well, end boss in Karazhan. Similar mechanic where, where, okay, let's take everyone down to one hit point. Now, there are some changes, but they can rehash old mechanics that they've used in other instances or even in some raid content. Tuning the gear, well, that's just playing with numbers. Make the number higher or lower, as the case may be. They don't have to work on the character models. They don't have to really work on the design of the instance in general. That's all done. Now it's just a little bit of fine-tuning. Interesting. So, moving on, do any of you PvP? I do sometimes. I'm on a PvP server. Okay. What do you think of the rated battleground so far? I, you know, I gotta be honest, I've been doing so much PvE stuff that I haven't even stepped foot into a battleground since Catacomb. Actually, even maybe even several weeks before Wrath finished. Um, so I really don't have a good opinion on that. Okay. Anybody else uh, take advantage of the Rated Battlegrounds at all? Not yet. I know that my guild is intending to form, I think, two groups as a kind of sidebar project to go in and just do them so that they can get some of the upper division uh, gear from it. I PvP like I fly, which is a lot of flailing followed by a dirt nap. Okay. So Blizzard did announce this week that they will... When people hit the conquest point cap, you will ne- then get honor after that. Do you guys think that will improve the participations in ra- rated battlegrounds, or do you think people will just stick with what they've currently been doing, which is the bare minimum? I think you'll see maybe about a playing maybe five games over the limit in order to get it, but that that's going to push people really high on their honor cap really quickly, and unless they implement another uh, honor dump like the epic gems from Wintergrasp. They're go- people are going to be at honor cap and justice cap and not have anything really worth spending on. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, the itemization for both uh, honor points and justice points is absolutely horrendous. And yeah, you, you get to the stage where you've just got nothing to spend your points on. And if they're mm. going to chuck more ways to get points then you just think well i've got all these points and what am i going to spend them on yeah they need to put chaos orbs as justice points purchases or something <laughs> yes speaking of do you guys think that chaos orbs will eventually go boe or, or like basically yeah. tradable yeah i think they'll go boe at some stage i i'm really torn about that because as somebody who can actually use them i I would like to hang on to mine, but sometimes... See, for me, I only need them to make dream cloth. And I can only make one dream, one of one type of dream cloth a week. So I don't need to be grabbing like four or five a day like we did with frozen orbs. But um, One type of dream cloth? Yeah, um, uh, you can make six types of dream cloth, but each one you can only make once a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. each dream only is good for... You can only do one of each dream a week. Yeah, yeah. I'm also. They've they've, they've nuked the cooldown on uh, the chaos orb one though. The dream of destruction no longer has a cooldown on it, so you can farm instances and be churning out dream cloth like there's no tomorrow, if you if you're prepared to to do that. Um, I think they've made that a lot easier now that they've said only uh, crafters um, can roll need on the orbs. I think that was a long time coming. Yeah. There's going to be a gnome place somewhere in Hyjal named Chaoso that you can go and give your chaos orbs to him and 
get something back in return. <laughs> you give it to Harris Pilton. <laughs> please no. Oh, please, boy. please no. <laughs> but then that would require people traveling out to Shatrath and think about all the complaining about, oh, 85, 85s ran through and ganked me while I was working in Terracar. I'll quite happily sell you a portal to uh, Shatrath for the cheap price of 50 gold, if you'd like. Oh, I've been making a lot of money doing that lately. <laughs> I, I think that uh, that rated, rated battlegrounds are a good idea. Uh, I don't know how many people are actually going to go for them though, because I, I just think that a lot of people are happy with the uh, the current stuff they do, and and they don't need anything else. Hmm. Well, for those people who don't want to spend the time working out how to do arenas, either the three mans or the five mans and working to get some epic level achievement in terms of killing people, I think it'll probably be a decent increase, but at the same time, requiring you to work together with 10, 15, or 20 people to organize your rated battleground is also going to be kind of challenging. But it, it opens up more of the upper division PvP gear, so I think Blizzard will... It's the same, enabling more people to see the content kind of theory. Mm. All right. Uh, so moving along then, we have, uh, well, what roles do you think would be easiest to use a Microsoft Connect to play WoW with? <laughs> <laughs> Tanking? I, I, I noticed here that, that, that the, the video they have on Slashdot has a mage. So that tells me either... This is a really great idea, or mages are really easy to play. <laughs> I want to see that guy raid with a mage, then tell me that it's it's actually viable to use. You can't raid with a connect. You, you just can't. There are just way too many factors, way too many buttons you need to push. There are, I mean, think about the, the levels of art, the, um, what's it, the points of articulation that a connect can read. And there's just no viable way to to deal with blink, moving, sidestepping. I mean, maybe you could sidestep, but I mean, you have to tell the the thing the difference between move like turning left and sidestepping left, and I don't know how you would do that. Um, arcane bolts, frost bolts, fire bolts. It's because sometimes like you'll get um, counterspelled out of one school. You got to use another. I mean, just think about it, and that's just mages counterspelling yeah. all these sheeping all these targeting i mean i i did a um on my podcast about a year or so ago i said it would be cool if you could do that but i wasn't specifically talking about the connect because connect hadn't been invented yet the problem you need buttons you have to have but if you're gonna if you're gonna use a connect for anything that would be good for moving but it's not good for selecting what you need to like your actions yeah so i i kind of agree with that i I think that if you're going to try and use a uh, motion detection device like the Kinect, you really want to be building your game from the ground up to use the Kinect. Currently, what these guys at the University of Southern California have done is effectively got a setup where they can match a set of pre-programmed gestures to key mm -hmm. bindings, which mm -hmm. isn't particularly difficult. No. So, uh, and you're quite right. As soon as you start getting beyond your standard half dozen key bindings, it, you you can't do anything. 
and moving and shooting at the same time just isn't going to happen. So basically what they did was they made the Kinect set up so that you could be a human Razor Naga mouse. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Which is cool because, you know, you can can relearn different key bindings and, and that's all good. But just piggybacking what everyone else has been saying, you know, if if I want to cast a spell or select insert character action here, well, making a gesture takes more time than moving my finger over an inch and pressing a button. If I want to be competitively raiding, then I'm not going to be using a connect because my react time will not be the same. That's true. That's actually a good point because I forgot to mention that there is a significant lag as far as rating. Like when you're playing Connect Pets or any of that crap, then you don't have to worry about the uh, the reaction time for the hardware to read your the 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 Connect itself has to read your gesture. Then that has to be translated by the software. How much time does it take to push a button on my G13? Boom, done. And. Um, you can see on the videos that there's a significant amount of lag. You could not raid with that. No. So no, do you guys okay. think there's any console out there, be it the Move, the Connect, or the Wii, that would be good for MMO gaming? No. They no. all have the same inherent problem. Yeah. I think that it depends on what you're trying to do. I think that if you are looking at uh, roleplay service, for example, I think that having a Connect-type interface for uh, emotes... So instead of having a set of fixed gestures, it actually picks up your body language and uses mm-hmm. your own body as a kind of relay to um, control the character and do gestures and movements and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe do some emotion recognition. That would be cool because then it would mean... <laughs> you, but I think you'd need to toggle it so you're not doing that stuff when you're in the middle of a pug somewhere and getting really pissed off at the tank or something. <laughs> Did you see the strats and elitist jerks if that was true? Make sure you frown <laughs> before you start casting spells. It's just, it's just not going to work. Yeah, I think for there's limited circumstances. But, yeah, you're right. If you had to do that to, to actually pull off casting and stuff, it ain't going to happen. But but and it would be cool take your if picture. there was a system that did do that. If there was a way, if they could solve the lag problem, if they can solve the control problem, if, if there was a way where you could maybe st- stand and have some sort of holodeck type system and raid in real time and actually do these things, that would be cool. But today's technology just doesn't do it. So a specially designed room that has sensors everywhere to detect what you're doing and then have some sort of key bind macro that based on a certain yeah. set of gestures, it, that it ma- remaps that quickly to a specific binding. Yeah. Um, targeting would still be gestures, a problem. But even Sorry, then, the no. gestures would have to be short gestures because, like I said, if, I'm, if I want to cast Frostbolt and I swing my arm over to cast Frostbolt, well, if I'm at a keyboard and I'm just twitching a finger to cast it, that's going to be faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also think that if you're trying to do things like gestures and stuff, you'd want to get away from the whole keybinding setup. So, for example, currently you have uh, different spells for Fire Blast, Fireball, and Pyroblast. You'd look to have mm-hmm. a set of gestures that you could apply modifiers to to cast those three different spells without strictly mapping them to keybindings. It would all mm-hmm. be the same basic spell with modifiers on top of it, and I think that would work better with this kind of stuff. 
And voice commands. You could just sit there like an idiot all day long going, Arcane Blast, Arcane Blast, Arcane Blast, <laughs> Counterspell. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Isn't that LARPing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No comment on the grounds it may incriminate me. <laughs> <laughs> Please incriminate yourself. Please go right ahead. <laughs> no, there aren't pictures. We don't have multiple recordings of you incriminating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so clearly... Consoles, probably not the greatest for MMO gaming. We all agree on that? Yeah, Maybe that's for exploring. Yeah. I, I can totally see using the gestures for flying around and getting an Explorer achievement. But the whole time, everyone would just be saying, I'm flying, Jack, I'm flying, over and over again until everyone in the earshot wants to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. So, Haster, you, uh, you give, a, give us a link here that you want to talk about the Critter Kill Squad tips and tricks. Yeah, I, I, I read it, and it was interesting. Uh, basically, going out as a guild and going out and having to kill 50,000 critters. Now, I, I know that's not, and I think it's an achievement, but it's something fun to do as a guild. But the other aspect I wanted to think about was going out as a guild to go fish up the was it 10,000 fish in order to get the epic fish feast or to do stuff as a guild to say, yes, we did it. And we had a great time doing it together rather than going off and doing your own individual thing or raiding as a guild, doing things outside of the big raids or the big itch or the big uh, PVP battles. So I, I, I'm, I'm saying this right now, uh, this weekend coming up, uh, the, the second weekend in January will be the first official All Things Azeroth group quest. Uh, do your critter killing with your guild weekend. There we go. <laughs> okay, Medros, you just need to find the time and the place. Oh, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> we'll kill everything started... across the entire plains of Azeroth. As soon as Stormy told me that achievement was in there, I, I noticed I was killing a lot more critters than usual. It's like, well, okay, I got this spare cooldown. I'll go ahead and kill that rat. Oh, look, it died. That's kind of fun. But now I'm actively going out and looking for, like, large groups of penguins destroying them. <laughs> there are, um, but those islands that have the penguins, are those critters or are those mobs? They're critters. They're critters. They are they're critters. critters. They're, critters. They're, they're actually identified as a good target for cleaning up the achievement. Yeah, the, the, the post here on WoW Insider says Terrorweb Tunnel, Zulgrub, the Northred Icebergs, uh, Ankahet Fields, Stone Core, and Capital Cities. There's a nice spot in the, um, the Worgen starting area also, right when you're going to free the king by killing those, where there's a whole bunch of sheep. And you can kill them out a few times too. But yeah, one of the we, things they recommended was to bring a full raid so that each person gets credit for each individual mob. So you get 40 credits for killing one mob. And that'll probably be hotfixed soon, but it might be a good idea to just go ahead and get that now while Blizzard may or may not be paying attention to it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, my guild leader for some reason keeps on queuing us up for Stone Core. And then killing all of the little spiders that 
um, are in there. You walk through Stonecourt and there's loads of little spiders everywhere. Um, I think it's just so he can try and ratchet up the, uh, the, the kills for that. But it's really annoying when you want to have a bit of variety in your uh, guild um, heroic runs. I got to say, the, the critter killing one, a, a really awesome achievement if you can get it. And uh, hey, we all want guild achievements, right? It, it yep. brings the guild together and gives them gives a purpose, which I think, I mean, at least in my guild, people have kind of gone off into five-mans and ten-man groups, but getting the guild together to kind of pull for this one big thing that everybody can point at and, said, and say, yes, I helped with that. I may have only killed three of them, but I helped with it. The guild achievements in general, I think, are a great idea with the dungeon finder and all these things trying to make it easier for people to get by without necessarily being in a guild has really split up where people just didn't really bother with their guilds at all if they weren't doing hardcore raiding and now this is a way to get us back together again okay let's get a guild run together for a five man let's let's go do a raid thing the instance in orgrimmar that everyone hates as soon rage as Fire Chasm. Thank you. Let, let, let's get some 15s and go do Rage Fire Chasm or something. And I think Molten that's core. much more enjoyable. Let, let's take a full raid group into Stormwind to to assault the... Uh, what What is that dungeon? Sto um, stocks. The Stockades. And to hell with the guards, even though we're a horde gr crew going in. <laughs> Yeah, All right. there's one thing about, because you can get the Armadil pup from it, but you have to be exalted with your guild to get it. Speaking of that, does anybody... Okay, I don't know what the max rep you can have right now is, but I am pretty decently repped with my guild, being the guild leader. I, I figured I should be. And I go to the guild vendor in Stormwind, and I can't find anything on the guy. Is that stuff that doesn't show up until you can actually get... Do you actually have enough rep, or what? You basically have to use the guild achievements to unlock particular items from the guild vendor that you can then buy once you're once you've got enough rep hmm. so where's the guild the, vendor i haven't even seen him yet uh, in stormwood it's in the visitor center yeah that's oh, it. okay so the same place you would pick up your guild charter from yeah yeah, yeah that's it I, I just been really annoyed because every time I go there, I, I want to buy stuff, but there's nothing there to buy. And I thought there'd be at least be some stuff that didn't require an achievement to do, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, we've I'll we've got to, a couple. I guess uh, we've got a couple of uh, guildies that are PvP maniacs and got us the uh, PvP kill squads to unlock the guild page. So we've all now got this guild page uh, pet. But uh, I think the page acts as a vendor as well to sell all the guild rep stuff. So if one of you's got a guild page, you can pop it up in wherever and everyone else can buy everything that they normally get for the guild um, rep and guild achievements. So yeah. the page works as a duplicate of the Argent Tournament uh, page. It seems so, although he sells the stuff that the guild vendor sells. So it's a bit unusual. But I'm you not sure that's intended. Stuff you could dump all your grays on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Which very is, nice. It's fantastic uh, when you're out farming and so on. You, you can just pop him up and uh, use him for dumping all the grays and so on. That's good. Uh, that's good to hear. If I remember, the, the guild page had a five-hour cooldown, if I remember. Honestly, couldn't tell you that, but uh, it might be right. All right. 
So did everybody get their their presents from under the Wintervale tree? Yep. Is that I, I picked also? mine up. I think I picked mine up yesterday. Just okay. not that. I, I haven't participated this year mainly because I got my purple proto Drake this past year. Yeah, same here. So this is the second year in a row that we've gotten gotten uh, little toys that can be used to uh, lay mines and, and attack things. Has anybody tried to uh, take one against the other and see who can win? Because your mini Zep and I believe it's your um, Crash and Thrash and Racer can both lay mines and shoot and stuff. Has nobody tried, tried. To fun it, with them? It, it was fun for about three minutes. <laughs> I went <laughs> and was mined up all all in front of Great Father Ironforge so that the next person who popped their Zeppelin got a very nasty surprise. <laughs> I don't even care about the mines. What I like about it is now you have this ability to go and explore areas where, okay, I want to go around this corner and see what's there. You can use the Zeppelin to do that. It, okay, I need a bird's eye view. I want to see what's ahead. This is new content. I don't know what's around this corner. You can do that. Even if you have a low beat, because you can get it at what level twenty? Oh, I didn't think Actually, about that. I think that so. Would yeah, be a great tool. That's a good idea. If people were using the the racer for that also, where they were taking it and just having it like fly over cliffs and stuff to see what was down at the bottom. <laughs> so kind of like an uh, Eye of Kilrog thing. Very much so, yeah. except you don't have to be a warlock. Yeah, but well, being a warlock is fun. If you don't mind being evil. Yeah, it can be very fun some days. I have to admit, warlock cookies are delicious. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that I have the hellstones, but I and and now they're not made with the souls of innocence. They just appear from the sky now. I guess that <laughs> I guess that works. So, what do you guys think of the the recent Ghostcrawler post uh, about upcoming class changes? Seems like there was a, a lot of information in that post. From a mage's point of view, I was very surprised that he said that mages aren't doing enough damage because I can actually go into a non-heroic and solo some of the mobs. I, I, I think there's two things from, that I've taken away from the mage side of things. I'm really surprised about the changes that they're talking about with Frost Nova and Curtain of Frost because doing some heroics when the crowd control goes completely pear-shaped Mm-hmm. Frost Nova is about the only thing that's holding things together until the tank can yes. snap aggro. Especially if they're saying do things like polymorph pulls and so on. You do a polymorph pull and suddenly everything wants to be your friend. And Frost Nova Blink is about the only <laughs> thing standing between you and being laminated to the floor. So, uh, yeah, I was really surprised to see that. Really surprised. I think this is a hoax. I don't believe this post here is written by Ghostcrawler. It says nothing in here about nerfing paladins. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't see any special love for warlocks, which is my first choice. But all in all, it seems like we're still trying to figure out where things should be based on the theoreticals we're we're seeing and extrapolating from what we can see currently. I think we'll get a better picture once people are more into the first first season of PvP and getting gear for that, and people are into the raid content to where they're starting to get three to four pieces of their tier set so we can see what the numbers look like at that point. 
I'd actually point out that I agree this must be a fake, um, as there's actually buffs to Paladins. Yeah, he was talking about how he's pretty sure that rep Paladins are doing too little damage in PvP right now. And one of their abilities will no longer break another of their abilities. So yeah, clearly not written by Ghostcrawler. It must be a fake. Anyways, um, so what do you guys think is going... Like, Do you think all of these are going to be in the next patch? And is that going to be 4.1 or a, a 4.0 point something? Well, they, they still seem to be tinkering with the, the mechanics as they exist with the, the weekly hot fix that gets slid in on the Tuesday. So I, I, I'm more of the opinion that we're get, we're still probably looking at maybe a couple of months before 4.1. We may see a significant client-side fix, which corrects some of the issues, like jumping from four, uh, 106 quests in Oldo and uh, Bashir up to 121 quests to instantly get the... Uh, questing in Vashir achievement. Yeah, I would probably go along with that. I, I think they'll be in a 4.0 point something uh, patch for some of these uh, changes where they're obvious changes that are easy and straightforward to do. I think some of the more complex balancing issues where they're not quite sure, they're probably put off till uh, a, a later patch, probably 4.1. I'd just like to see some of the changes that they've worked on for end game applied to lower levels because I'm an altaholic and in Wrath, none of my 80s, if I had an 80 priest, I could not roll need on plate gear and that was a good thing. I should not see hunters rolling need on maces in lower level instances. I should not see now they actually made a change where you can't roll need on chaos orb, I believe um unless you have a profession that can use it and you have it leveled high enough, correct? That's mm -hmm. correct. Yes. I should not be able to roll need on a gem at lower levels if I don't have a profession that can use it. And I see that all too often in pugs, and it really drives me nuts. Yeah, me too. It's, I end up just linking things like, okay, well, I'm an enchanter so technically that means i can roll need on every green that drops right <laughs> theoretically yes theoretically yes however if you do you're going to find the business end of the boot very very true very true v very true and rightly so but you know what i don't in lower level instances i really don't think people should be able to roll need on gems in general they should just gray out that need button entirely i mean you can get gems by mining you can get gems off the auction house you don't need to roll need on something if it, you can't equip it if it's not going to help you improve your gear at lower levels and End game. Cor correct me if i'm wrong but i don't if i remember correctly the first piece of gear that actually had a gem slot was a quest reward in Zangermarsh. So level 60, let's say level 63. So that means that all of those lower level gems, really no one needs it except unless they're, what, uh, a engineer to get some of the weird in engineering patterns. But be engineer, jewel crafter, 
and blacksmith can all use those gems. But even then, they all have other means of getting them besides rolling need on a random drop that showed up. Yeah, Tiger's Eyes can drop off mobs and not just in dungeons. I haven't seen a gem drop off of anything yet. I okay. see at least two or three every run I do. Hmm. I level like, cat- like Cataclysm Northrend level ones because I don't recall there I'm, being I'm a lot of about, that. Remember, right. I'm I'm leveling like several low-level alts. I'm talking about uh, Dead Mines, Shadowfine Keep, lower-level instances. Mossy Agate and those kinds oh, okay. of Okay, so those kind of gems, yeah. not the high-level, um, you know, cut gems to put in sockets type stuff. Stuff well, that is totally ignored by anyone who is doing endgame stuff because they don't care about this. But since I level a character from max level and then I say, okay, well, I can raid with this person or level this other character. And that's what I do instead. Okay. Remember, he's an alcoholic. He likes to level more than raiding. He would rather level it soon. All right. Well, I mean, that's what you want to do, I guess. Um, so what do you guys think is, do you think we should read anything to the fact that they already have a, t- a 10 day trial out for cataclysm? Do you think a lot of people haven't upgraded their, their wrath, their wrath accounts and they're, they're trying to push people towards that or. Well, I know that I still have my, I still, I have my paladin tank sitting on a secondary account that's only up to wrath mainly because I'm, I'm too busy working on my warlock to get him ready for the guild raids and i i've been wanting to get my tank out simply because we're we're consistently short either a tank or a a healer when we go out to do five mans or we're always looking for looking for tank looking for healer because we have three dps and don't want to have to sit in a three-hour queue to get Mm -hmm. a random yeah I mean, the the queues are definitely definitely pretty harsh. Um, can people even queue for Cataclysm Dungeons though, um, without the the actual full copy? Like, can they can that beta or that can that trial account get in, get you into dungeons? I don't even know. I wouldn't think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. That is a good question. Because then, what if your trial runs out and you get gear? Hmm. That's a good. That's a good question I, I i hadn't really thought that far ahead to see what would happen in that case but uh, and if you do level up to all the way to 85 and your trial runs out are they going to roll you back to the 80 that's a good question what happens to all that progress you make if your trial expires i think don't if, upgrade if, if i recall from the post i'm looking at or that I, was, I was looking at when it came out um the thing is when you um, when you're on the trial, you can get uh, within one XP of hitting the next level, but nothing beyond that. So you can't actually ding 81. Oh, okay. But the quest XP and the XP that you've gained, once you lose the trial status, does that go away? Does that mean all the quests you have completed and the rewards are stripped from your account? I don't believe so. I, I'm not say I'm not I'm not sure, but I don't believe that they are. Uh, I believe you keep everything you got, but there it is. There are limitations of what you can get. Let me see if I can can pull that up here one second. Apologies to everybody for the thrilling uh, audio programming we're providing here <laughs> with with uh, with some dead air here and there, but uh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. 
You mean I we can't fix it in pre? No. I, I think there are we some people. We tried that, who... but the TARDIS is in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are, there are some people who uh, haven't upgraded to Cataclysm yet. Now, just stand around in Stormwind, and you'll see people who uh, are level eighty and still trying to form groups to Ice Crown and stuff like that. And you try and tell them, look, we're off doing leveling and heroics and stuff like that. And they say, yes, but I haven't bought Cataclysm. Well, why not? Well, I, I know that my guild, even though we're all pretty much Cataclysm enabled, I think we're going back next weekend as a 25-man raid, and we're going to try to knock uh, Heroic Arthas off, Heroic Arthas 25 off, just to... S just so we can get it, and before the achievement, before the Super Drake runs away. And yes, we can ignore some of the mechanics of fights, but we still know most of the mechanics, and we can obey it and probably get some very quick kills in. If it wasn't for archaeology and werewolves and top hats, I probably would have no need for cataclysm at this point. Yeah, talking about top hats, the... Um... Top hat tailoring pattern. Is this a myth or something? Because I can't find it anywhere. There's a tailoring pattern for this? There's supposed to be a um, fashionable top hat or something like that. I can't. High society top hat, which is available, uh, supposed to be available for tailoring, and can't find it anywhere. It's on Wowhead, so it, it definitely exists. But So was I it? data mind possibly and it's a future drop or that red herrings mm. um i i do recall hearing about this um the item you're looking for is the high society top hat uh it is a, a level i believe a level five two five recipe and i'm trying to see here um while i look that up here i'll, I'll read the uh, the quote from the uh uh, FAQ about the Cataclysm trial uh, says the trial account will have access to all of the expansion content, including creation of the new goblin and worgen race, as well as mm -hmm. access to Cataclysm exclusive areas such as Hyjal, Bashir, and more. These new zones are recommended for characters who have reached level 78 or higher. While you can complete Cataclysm quests and even pick up some powerful new items, any characters you play during the trial can only advance up to one experience point below level 81. Hmm. What about professions? Um, well, it, those would oh. be capped at, what, 500? Because beyond that, you have to go get the special pattern at level, le, special patterns at level 84, I think. I don't, did I have that on alchemy? I don't, I don't think I did. Alchemy is different. I, I, I just hit 500 on alchemy and I've still got lots of stuff to learn from the trainer. Um, I don't know, I, my, my alchemist isn't high enough to get to Twilight Highlands yet, so... I don't know what there is for, for alchemists there. Yeah, my alchemy is 525 already, and, and my alchemist is still level 82 and hasn't even been anywhere. No, she's 81. Yeah. Um, and let's see here. Okay, so it looks like, uh, according to a GM ticket, uh, on the High Society top hat, uh, says the item is not yet uh, available in-game. Ah, fantastic. Sorry. Well, the monocle is in that ungodly expensive black black robes that is out <laughs> on the tailing pattern. Yeah, you have to spend five chaos orbs, a whole bunch of volatiles, and like I think eight pieces of cloth. 
it's like, good grief, who would ever purchase this? And even looking at the the robes themselves, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, you'd, you'd be surprised there are some people who will quite happily part with somewhere between 5 and 10k gold for one, um, particularly on roleplay servers. That's I found the crazy. robes are quite slim on me, actually. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other topics that we didn't hit that you guys wanted to, to bring up? I have not. Not here. Nope. No. No other. No other pressing topics from the weeks. Any any any, uh, any commentary on the thrall now and then post that uh, Blizzard did? I do like how they're, they're how they're doing the you know looking at the introduction of the character and um, where they are now in game. Uh, Garage was the first one, I believe. It, it's cool that they're doing a retrospective like that, and particularly with Thrall, who's been in the lore since Warcraft Three. It's it's nice to see the progress that he's made. Mm -hmm. He's gone from being very powerful melee attack and all that to he's almost. Um, Medievish at this point, if if I can use that as a made up adjective, mm -hmm. um, in, in how he seems to be just okay. Well, here's all this wonderful spell power I can use, like controlling whirlpools and everything. Well, they they have a, a three three scene shot of Thrall, and I'm really really curious where the first one comes from because I don't recall Escape them ever looking from at Dernhold. One. Okay, that's the yeah. Yeah, I, I went and grab and did uh, soloed that dungeon on heroic today because I'm a warlock and you know what? It's out there, and I still don't have all my keepers of time rep out there. And going through and just looking at him as it, he used to be, and then and thinking about how he was during the Wrathgate events, during the Argent tournament events. And then seeing him now as the citizens of Azeroth caller and other events, it it kind of you get a very interesting perspective on him. And I kind of look forward to seeing where they're going to go with that, possibly in some aspect of Twilight book that they're soon to be having. I'm looking forward to reading that. I want to see more stuff from Warcraft 1 and 2 in retrospectives as well. There's a lot of people who felt like they were ready to retire from WoW once Arthas was killed because, oh, we killed the big bad finally. No, you killed one of them. Arthas wasn't mm -hmm. even around until Warcraft 3. Thrall was not around until Warcraft 3. Deathwing, he's more of a big bad because he was introduced in Warcraft 2. Hmm. And people are forgetting that as the game has progressed, they added more lore characters. And I'd love to see more of a retrospective on characters that we've actually forgotten about that were introduced in previous games. Uh, Garona Half-Orkin is a great example of that. They had her as a character that was mentioned in um, the rulebook for Warcraft 1. And I, I think you can play her at one point in Warcraft 1 in one of the levels and then they just totally ignore her until World of Warcraft but they brought her back and that was really cool but one of the other aspects of going into uh, Caverns of Time uh, Escape from Dernhold 
I actually went into South Shore and witnessed the discussion about the Ashbringer. And looking oh, yeah, at, that's awesome. Looking at all the different characters assembled around the table and pointing, and you're going to be evil, and you're going to be evil. You're going to be partially evil, but you'll be redeemed, and you'll go and knock Arthas's head off later. Going through and counting all the different people and where they're going to end up makes it very interesting. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there, and that's that, oh yeah. I love Caverns of Time because of all the lore that they just throw in there. Like, okay, here's all these characters that you'll be fighting and killing later, but now they're great, nice people. <laughs> do, do are you guys uh, sad? Like, I, I'm really sad that we don't have a new Caverns of Time five man. Do you think that they'll introduce one sometime during the expansion? Because we know we'll have the Caverns of Time. War of Ancients. I would hope so. I would hope so. I, I'm I would sure hope they so could. Too. It's a great way to tie in with the novels. Yeah. Okay. What do you, considering we know what the raid is going to be, what do you, what what do you think we would see in the in the five man? Maybe a Grimbit Toll related one. Well, I, I think they'll already. I mean, they've covered it outside of the main World of Warcraft sequence with Day of the Dragon, and. I mean, going through the quest line in Twilight Highline, Highlands and kind of doing all the flyovers and the cinematic events, it kind of brought back the whole as the aspect of that this is where they had fought before and Alexstrasza was imprisoned in, in Grimbatol before. And you recall that, oh yeah, she was here before and this is what happened and why certain mm-hmm. things occurred okay and I'm, I'm very curious at the end of night of the dragon i thought grimbatol was a pile of rubble it doesn't look like a pile of rubble anymore it was ruins beforehand it's it they had in the novel they do a lot of damage to it but it's a mountain you can do a lot of damage to a mountain and still have a lot of it left standing hmm. the orcs dig deep and build to withstand earthquakes well, that's and probably something so to do the with the more of the world. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the bottom line is that there's a there's a very easy explanation for all of it. A wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his name was Rodin, actually. And his raptor army. Of course, his raptor army. We can't forget the raptor army. All right, I think that's going to be about it for this uh, episode of Group Quest. Um, let me uh, let me go through the list here. Uh, Curse Blatt, uh, how can people find you? What do you want to link to, share, and such? Well, you can find me on Twitter as Curse Blatt, K-E-R-R Splat, as in the automatopoeia. And you can find me online at myguildhome.com. You can find links to various things that I have my hands in there. And didn't, didn't I hear a rumor you had a podcast you're doing? Yes, uh, we did episode zero this week. Tomorrow we record episode one, eight o'clock p.m. EST. And the name of that podcast? I'd rather be leveling, which is a theme that you probably could have gathered from. Oh, okay, our you'd rather be leveling. But can I get the name of the podcast, please? I'd rather be leveling. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just go in circles on that one, but I'll spare you. Uh, Gazimov. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Uh I also have a little mage blog 
called Manor Obscura. You can find that at manorobscura.com. And I do do a podcast, but we're currently on our winter break. We're going to be back with a new season end of January, and that's called The Obscure Cast. Wait, you take a winter break? Yeah, we, well, we've, um, Pewter, my uh, co-host and I, we decided that we've both got a lot of stuff on. We want to revamp the format a bit of it. So we decided we'll take a bit of a break and we'll come back with something a bit fresh and a bit, hopefully, um, um, nice and new later on in Jan. Why has nobody ever told me I could take a winter break? Like, people <laughs> take summer breaks, during seasons. Consistency. I Fine. And Stormy, how can people find you? Well, on Twitter, I'm known as Stormy Nights, S-T-R-M-I-N-I-G-H-T-S. And my Tumblr page is also Stormy Nights at Tumblr.com. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm being distracted by my cat as I'm saying this. <laughs> All right. And Haster? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Haster, H-A-S-T-E-U-R. I've also started a Tumblr page at thehaster.tumblr.com. Other than that, I'm, I contribute to various other podcasts and whatnot in small portions. And hopefully we'll see what else I can get cooking on the burner. All right. And Starman. You can find me on Twitter. I am at StarMike. Uh, the podcast is called World of Warcast, and of course, it's worldofwarcast.com. And you can also find uh, my my <laughs> uh, partner in crime and I, Chrissy, we do uh, geekistry.com. Uh, it's a podcast and a blog, and I just started Crossing My Fingers, a webcomic, uh, which I launched about 24 hours ago called chaoticnerdy.com. Awesome. It's glad, I'm very glad to have you on, uh, on GroupQuest, uh, Starman. Uh, you and I are, are some of the longest-running longest podcasters in the uh, WoW community, and uh, I think it's about time we were on a podcast again together. I think the last one was yeah. Pixelated Geek or something back a year or two ago. So um, it was very nice to have you on uh, this week. And, uh, yeah, it was great to be here. For sure. And for everybody out there, uh, for myself, uh, of course, I am the host of All Things Azeroth as well. That's allthingsazeroth.com. Um, I want to direct everybody also to the new uh, the new site for the production company that is the uh, the foundation for both Group Quest and um, for the uh, uh, for the All Things Azeroth podcast. That's the Dawnforge.com. Dawnforge Productions is uh, is the new parent. Uh, of both of the podcasts as well as hopefully many more to come and uh, do check that out. That just launched uh, about, uh, about an hour before this podcast. So, uh, I, I hope to uh, have all you go, have all you, all of you go there. Uh, we have forums there for both of the shows and uh, hopefully we'll see all of you over there and we'll hopefully have some more shows for you, for you guys uh, in the next little while. But uh, I will play the intro now. And thanks again for stopping by the group quest podcast. Take care. Okay, one sec. Don't die in a fire. <laughs> but it's so warm. Thank you for listening to Group Quest. This is your announcer, David Grizzly Smith. We look forward to your comments at our website, thegroupquest.com. Theme music for the show is Intended Force from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. 
www.dawnforgeforgiveness.com. This program is copyright 2009 through 2011 by Don Forge Productions and is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license.